0: The bloke and a bird show and first off an apology and you should notice right off the bat we sound better than last week
1: well we hope we sound better than last week
0: it it, it should be noticeably better at this point you know a, as I mentioned when I put up the show this is well as we record this we're now on our third uh show with the new podcasting rig yes and included as part of the new po- podcasting rig is the new version of GarageBand, which is very different from the version that we have used for many years to record the show. Which
1: basically sure. they moved the, all the buttons that Michael knows where they are.
0: They moved all the buttons. They actually took some stuff away. Ooh. The, the old version of GarageBand was actually much better for podcasting and and, and working with podcast files. Um, they took most of that functionality away.
1: That seems really odd.
0: Yeah, it, it's it was a bizarre choice by Apple, but as a result of that... What we did not realize last week before we started recording was that the audio inputs had changed, and instead of using our nice mics and mixer that we were talking at, um, (laughs) we ended up recording the entire show through the system audio, which I discovered after we finished recording.
1: Well, at least it was audible. I mean, we did make the executive decision not to re-record the show, as I think it would have lost something.
0: It, it would have lost a lot, because honestly, I gotta say, I kind of thought that last show was pretty good. Well. Despite the audio issues.
1: Yeah. Uh, hopefully people made it through the last show and would agree with you.
0: Yeah. But now we should be coming in crisp and clear audio at a quality that we like to put our shows out at, as opposed to last week's talking from the far end of a tin cup
1: well yeah it it does enhance our quality of show (laughs) so apology over yes you have done what trump is incapable of doing
0: you just have to find a way to bring him in (laughs) let him go (laughs) just like the rest of the world just let him go.
1: No, the rest of the world, unfortunately, is not letting him go no, fast you need enough.
0: No, you need to do the same thing the rest of the world needs to do.
1: <laughs> They're just not letting him go fast enough.
0: So now now we've gotten your Trump reference. We can check that off.
1: Are we, are we now playing uh, Bloke and the Bird Bingo?
0: Apparently.
1: All right. So we have an apology and a Trump reference. <laughs> So what's the next thing on the Bloke and the Bird bingo show? Monza. Monza? Monza's not on my bingo card.
0: It's free space.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I seriously doubt that the promoters of Monza think of themselves as a free space.
0: No, most definitely not. Although I think, uh, well, they want Bernie Eccleston to think of them as a free space.
1: Give it to us for free? Yes.
0: You know, much like Monaco is a free space for... for The the race promoters They get the race for nothing Mm -hmm. Monza would love this Unfortunately Bernie doesn't see it that way
1: Bernie sees very little things That should be given away for free
0: Yeah Now we spoke a few months ago How the race was in jeopardy Because the track owners Were having problems meeting uh, The terms that Bernie and the FIA wanted Well specifically Bernie Um, Actually more FOM Not FIA Right FOM However, it sounds like we will be getting an announcement in September that there will at least be a short-term deal in place. Yay! I don't know if it's going to be long enough to make it all the way through to the 100th anniversary of the track, but there should at least be something to get past uh, 2017, which is the, the current contract expires like a lot of contracts in 2016. So we'll see what happens okay um basically there is some sort of a tax-free investment uh that has been approved by the local government and based on that they're hoping that they can close the deal yay so that's what we know so far so being the summer break
1: where all the news and information is constantly flowing right
0: not only is it not flowing, <laughs> but this is where we start getting the media throwing out the stupid quotes and stupid articles because, oh, good God, we have to go and fill column somehow. Okay. So from the mirror this past week, we have a, the quote in the story from Lewis. It, it was a very deep and in-depth article on Lewis that basically when he was a kid, he wanted to ride motorbikes. And he he's hoping at some point in his career he can do a NASCAR race.
1: He wants to drive NASCAR?
0: Let me go back to the, oh, dear God, I've got to come up with something to fill these column inches.
1: Well, okay, so apparently it's no secret, if you f- followed Lewis's career for any length of time, that he likes to tell the story of, When he was, when his dad bought him his first go-kart, he looked at his dad and said, but I wanted a motorcycle. Yeah. And so over the years, he's kind of always looked over the fence at MotoGP and said, huh, I'd really like to do that. Well, apparently Valentino Rossi, who is undoubtedly the world's best MotoGP rider. Now, granted, I'm about to say something. I have no idea about anything with MotoGP. There. Um, Has spoken to Hamilton in the past about testing on Yamaha's bike.
0: You, You know what I know about Valentino Rossi? What? He once raced with a motorcycle helmet. That the top of the helmet, and and when you're riding a motorcycle, you know, you're you're hunched down. So, if somebody's looking in the back of the mirror, they see the top of your helmet. The top of his helmet was a picture of his face with his mouth wide open and his tongue hanging out. Okay. (laughs) It was a photorealistic picture, too. So, if you looked in your mirror and you saw it, that's what you saw was this bike with with Rossi's...
1: Coming right at you. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Now... What Rossi said was um, that Lewis has good skill. He rides a 450 and everything, so he would have no problem riding, um, letting him borrow his bike. However, they would want to turn down the power a little bit and uh, increase the insurance.
0: Well, Lewis did get a new scooter this week. He did? Yes, he he posted video of himself on his new scooter laying down rubber in Barbados.
1: My word, he's so jet-setting. Now, it just so happens that the Yamaha team and the Mercedes team do have a sponsor in common, Monster. Mm -hmm. And so it may be that sponsor that could lend Lewis to having a MotoGP test.
0: It could. I... Not holding my... Well, actually, I won't say that, because if I remember correctly, when Schumacher first retired, he went to go race bikes. hmm I think it was him. There was one of the F1 drivers, recent, relatively recent F1 drivers that, when they had retired, went off to ride bikes and did not have a, a stellar career. All right. But they raced bikes for a bit.
1: I think you get at some point that racers are racers. Give them something with an engine and some wheels. And whatever, you know, strikes their fancy, especially post being a world champion in F1, whatever strikes their fancy, let them go do it. Yeah. Can always be good for the sport.
0: So Honda has come forward. And I I know you've heard this before, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway, because this is what they're saying. Honda says... That they believe they have fixed their reliability issues or they have resolved their reliability issues and will be able to return after the break with an engine with upgraded power. Wait. This is the song that never <laughs> ends. It goes on. How many times have they said this this season?
1: They're slowly raising, you know, turning that dial to more and more power.
0: Well, it's the, we think we've got reliability resolved. Oh, wait, no, it broke again.
1: Crap. Reliability. They keep using that word. I don't think think it it means what they think (laughs) it means.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Now, what they're saying, they believe the issue is a domino effect of problems in one particular area, specifically the MGUH, because it puts a strenuous workload on the turbo. Um, And this is coming from the head of Honda. Um, He says that when the turbo is under stress, it cannot do what it is supposed to do, which is force more air into the engine, thus leading to decreased power output. This is the result of one component working against all the others instead of working together. These types of technical chain reactions, which lead to vehicle stoppage, were definitely more than we calculated or more than we, in, we envisioned. And Ron Dennis is, is sitting in the back corner going, exactly. We don't know what he just said, but it's perfect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I have an article that's also about Honda. And the only thing this article says because you know again we have to fill column inches mm-hmm. says that Honda has admitted that their return to F1 was harder than is harder than
0: they expected it to be. you know I, I've seen that two or three times since we got out of Silverstone of, oh yeah, hey, this this f1 thing it, it's really kind of hard um, Somebody else had turned around and pointed out that I guess the, original mclaren honda partnership took about five years before they started seeing any kind of success Mm -hmm. and then of course there was also the reminder that honda by themselves is a standalone team not very impressive
1: right so yes and apparently the honda engine development cycle is completely different than the way formula one and mclaren are on their development cycle so trying to figure out how to Fit them together as being a problem.
0: See, that's something that I don't think Honda had any excuses for. Honda should have known what that development cycle and what that work cycle was like right around the time that they signed that contract. And they signed that contract. They still had a year to go to figure at least that part out. You developed
1: a lisp there (laughs) when trying to figure out how to, to solve their problem. Okay. Um. All right, so beyond the water is wet story of Honda, what else have you got in our Formula One bingo of column inches and bad stories?
0: Well, Lotus's trackside operation director, Alan Permain, is expecting great things from Pastor Maldonado in the second half of the season.
1: Define great things. Could it possibly be less crashy?
0: Finishing a race?
1: Not hitting another driver. Well, how about less penalties?
0: Permain argues that other than the um, amazing – or his amazing penalty-ridden race in Hungary, that Pasteur's actually been racing rather strong. This is what he says. He says all the races that he's done, he's been strong. In Bahrain, he started almost from the back because we had a problem in qualifying with the brake system, and he would have finished seventh with a three-stop strategy from the back, but he made an error there. And in China, he made a silly error coming into the pit lane, but they're all errors made from him trying too hard. Pick balls, if you like. (laughs) It's not a lack of concentration. He's trying to gain the last hundredth of a second. Hey. I, uh He's just pushing too hard.
1: Um, Is it possible that we might need to test the Kool-Aid they're drinking over there?
0: You know, I go back to—and I meant meant to bring this up last week. But I go back to—let's look at the rumors swirling around Lotus right now of this possibility— that they could conceivably be bought out this year, or or, um, Jenny I Capital could be bought out this year by Renault. Okay. How likely do you think it is that if this happens, that Pastor Maldonado will have a seat at Lotus next year?
1: Oh, goodness, I hope not. (laughs) I
0: I couldn't help but throw that one out. You know, I could see them keeping Grosjean. Um, he is not the same driver that he was in 2012 and even the first half of 2013. So I I could see them keeping Grosjean. Pastor, yeah, even with his 30 million pounds a year in, in money that he's bringing, I am not sure that he's a value.
1: I don't think that he's bringing enough to the table to warrant all of the problems he brings to the table. But I will say this, and I... I'm going to let you uh, swallow your sip of coffee there because I, I don't want you to take a spit take into the microphone. But I was reading about Lewis's issues in hunger. Mm-hmm. And one of them said that this series of stupid and bad mistakes that he made that caused his penalties Mm -hmm. was easily attributable to him being over eager to try to correct for a previous mistake. So the the start being a problem and then he gets caught in the cycle of trying too hard, Mm -hmm. basically, and it sets up the spiral. And I instantly thought of Pastor. I really did. Because I think that that's part of what he suffers from is a lack of maturity that comes from, you know, yes, he's trying to get that extra hundredth out, but he's doing it in an unsafe way.
0: Well, the other thing that 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 Alan Permain throws out there is that, well, you know, as we said, he gets a lot of financial backing from home from PD Vesa, his sponsor, Um and that that puts a lot of weight on him. He gets far more pressure from home, from the sponsors, and his home people. I don't know if he lets that get on top of him, but I know that he feels the pressure, and that's the pressure he puts himself under. Of course he wants to do well for the team, but out of the car he's very relaxed and gives good feedback. He doesn't get hysterical and is a joy to work with. This that's is what so Alan nice Permain says.
1: He's nice.
0: He's a very nice guy. Which, you know what? If if this is the case, he's really good at giving good feedback.
1: He should be a development driver. There
0: you go. Maybe maybe his place is in the simulator and not in the car.
1: Maybe that's exactly where it needs to be. Um, But I think that he's become a danger on the track. I really do. And I don't like that. I think that that's adding um, something that is not...
0: he adds a little too much spice
1: too much spice he's a little (laughs) too spicy (laughs) he needs to keep his balls away from the rest of the people (laughs)
0: wow or at least his tires (laughs) let's go there (laughs) Um, so next up some word from Valtteri Bodas it looks like his well F1 has taken a toll on his body best way to put it um we know
1: young and so cute he
0: okay (laughs) you 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 say that but did you see the video that that i shared this week um that williams put out of what they're what they're doing over the summer break
1: no actually i have not had a chance to watch it i'm a horrible co-host
0: well valtteri plays a role in this video and i gotta say the, the cut to him as it happened, and, and I don't want to give it away. You, you have to watch it. He looked a touch angry, a little scary almost, given the environment that he was in, especially compared to Masa. Okay. You'll have to watch the video, but it is um, what the Williams folks are doing while they're on their summer break. Um, basically, their argument is they don't stop racing. Go figure it out from there okay (laughs) however um as you'll recall he had to sit out the first race in australia due to a back injury right and part of that recuperation has been a series of back exercises to try and prevent either aggravating that injury or for uh prevent it from reoccurring um he has made the choice um that he is probably going to be doing those exercises for the remainder of his Formula One career, wow, to prevent further damage from occurring to his back.
1: Well, it's probably not a. I mean, it sounds awful, and the headline grab he grabs you that you know he's got to do something for the rest of his life. Yeah, but it's probably well, not, not the rest of his life, his career. But it's probably not as bad. He's probably noticed that those exercises are strengthening and doing the things to keep all the back parts where they're supposed to be it's important
0: Uh, yeah and we know that the g-forces and the various stresses that get put on the body despite fernando alonso saying that it's not physically that f1 isn't physically draining and and it's too easy we know that puts a lot of strain on the body despite what fernando says so
1: so while we're talking about mr botas Okay. You know, we have rumors about him. We do. All right. So there's a lot of rumors that Ferrari is going to just let Kimmy's options expire. Mm -hmm. And the chief among the possible replacements for that seat is Valtteri Bottas. Yep. Claire Williams has come out this past week and said that there are conversations. That is all she will say but that there are conversations.
0: Yeah, you know, and I think she said that back in Hungary also, was that converse, th- there are conversations and discussions happening about the future. Of, and I think the way she put it was that there, it was about the future of both drivers. Mm-hmm. But no decisions have been made, and once decisions have been made, they will tell us, which, you know, of course you will. But <laughs> <laughs>
1: so <coughs> this, right at the end of July – and Valtteri had an interview and mm-hmm. made the comment that the speculation of him going to Ferrari is actually, and I quote, disturbing. Now, he is fully committed to getting his first F1 Grand Prix win wearing a Williams racing suit. Mm-hmm. And he, he believes that the latter half of the season is definitely a possibility. They've been making great gains. They're doing really well. They've got some tracks that are going to play to their strengths. And he's really quite a good driver.
0: And the folks over at Williams really don't like the fact that their last win was courtesy of Pastor Maldonado. Yeah, that, I think that they, just bothers them. I, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I think they'd rather not, you know, talk about that. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, Williams last year proved that they were best of the rest, being pulling third place in the constructors, and um, they're looking at. Um, they're looking at what they can do this year. But Botas has been linked to this move to Ferrari, and he wants to focus on where he is today and stop with all the speculation. Well,
0: part of the whole reason for Silly Season mm-hmm. and and the rumors about this, and, and, and everyone freely admits this, a part of it is psychological. It is this whole idea of release that say, that statement that we are talking to a driver about a move to distract them. Right. To divert their concentration, and whether it's real or not is a whole different story. But that then could potentially translate over into a, an impact on their performance on the track.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's that's what he alludes to is, you know, it's not really fair to either Kimmy or Williams to have this distraction. We should just all shut up and focus on driving. Got to give the Finn credit. He's trying to keep a level head.
0: Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, I don't know how to even...
1: No, you're not ready for that story yet.
0: I'm not ready for that story yet?
1: No, no. Did you hear the speculation? While we're in Silly Season speculation... Okay. Um. It is speculated that come Spa or shortly after that McLaren's going to announce that they are not picking up Button next year and Van Dorn will have the seat.
0: And if you're Kevin Magnuson... You're pissed. A, you, you're pissed... And B, you're probably drawing a target on the back of every single one of Fernando Alonso's race suits. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if Van Doren, So follow this thought, if Van Doren picks up the seat next to Alonso, what happens to Mister Button?
0: Well, you know, we mentioned a rumor last week that uh, he could potentially be going to host top gear alongside chris evans you know that announcement was supposedly imminent um again let's go back to i'm not sure that word means what they (laughs) think it means either that or the rumor was utter crap Um,
1: it is possible (laughs) Um, (laughs) probable it is possible they're also linking uh button with a possible move to williams to replace botas when he moves to ferrari so if
0: valtteri is actually moving
1: Right. So, I mean, we got a little three-card Monty there. We've got the possibility of Button going and joining Weber over in the Porsche series.
0: And, you know, there hasn't been any real talk of that this year. There's a lot more talk of it last year.
1: Right. Which always makes me wonder when people start getting really quiet about something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> True.
1: So... um, and we talked, was it last week or the week before last, that we talked about Fangio's body was going to be exhumed?
0: Yes, what happened with that?
1: His body was exhumed on Friday.
0: Okay, and when should we get results of those tests?
1: We don't know when. They exhumed him on Friday, so I haven't gotten any updates yet. However, as things would have it, there are now two paternity claims against the dead man. Okay. Okay. So now we are up to two possible heirs to the Fangio fortune.
0: What happens if both of them are true?
1: Well, I think it just changes how the estate gets divided.
0: Fight to the death.
1: I think that works. Maybe they should put both of them in a Formula One car and see which one of them is most likely to have picked up daddy's jeans.
0: There you go. (laughs) I like that idea. Well, you know, let's start slow. We'll we'll put them in a GP2 car and and, and let them work their way up. It it is a little hard. Go-kart. Okay, go-kart, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't
1: grow up with Daddy, you know, ur- urging them on. I mean, they're no Max Verstappen.
0: No, that they're not.
1: <laughs> you know he's the youngest Formula One driver on the grid, right?
0: I, You know, I had no idea. <laughs> you know, I, I I wonder where you heard that stat from, because I had never heard that before. I know. <laughs> His daddy
1: still drives him to the track. I don't think he yeah. holds a license. <laughs>
0: All right, so are we ready for the, this next story of disbelief? Yeah, I think that's a good way to describe this. Yes. So we'll just jump right into it here. Motors, in, in an interview with Motorsport.com, Formula One Supremo Bernie Eccleston has come out in defense of Lotus development driver Carmen Jorda, saying the Spaniard has, quote, done a good job for the Endstone-based team let's just leave that right there
1: wait wait bernie women are appliances eccleston there you go (laughs) i'm done combined
0: combined with carmen jorda the never been on a podium um never ended up higher than what eighth never been behind of a formula one car test and development driver jorda
1: oh that same jorda huh yeah. Wait, wait, wait. She's really pretty, isn't she?
0: Yes, she is, actually.
1: Therefore, she, she has all of Bernie Eccleston's uh, requirements for getting his support.
0: Yeah, probably. You know, let's also remind you here that, among other people, the FIA Woman in Motorsport Commission head, Michelle Mouton has dismissed her credentials for the role. Um. Her feeling was that the formula, the former WRC winner Mrs. Mouton, should gain a better understanding of her program before criticizing. You know the program, standing in the pits for the FIA cameras to or the FOM cameras to get a picture of her. You know
1: that that's her job, right? Yes,
0: that that there you go. Um, now asked by motors or yeah asked by motorsport whether he felt Jordan was getting a hard time. Eccleston said, she is very good. We asked Lotus to see, and she has done a good job for them. She wants to be an F1. We have to try to find the right way, but she is not alone. There are plenty of other people. And again, I'm still reading Bernie's words here. I'm not even going to add in what Motorsport threw in. I saw the American girl, Danica, and I said we should be able to do something for Di Silvestro, but they don't want to come to Europe. They want to stay in America. So you have to get the person who has enough talent and wants to do it and is prepared to give up what it takes.
1: Okay, i got to go back to this. This is, this is Bernie, Women Are Appliances, Eccleston. Uh-huh. This is Bernie, Women Could Never Drive Formula One because they don't have the will to die.
0: Uh-huh. This is Bernie, Women Should Go Drive Their Own Separate Series, and, and we should use that as an attraction to, to Formula One races.
1: Yes. And I think that my favorite female test driver, Susie Wolfe, is very opposed to a female series. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, Eccleston has added that he hopes to unearth more female talent in the future in his Binders of Women, arguing that a (laughs) lack of other (laughs) I know that was unfair.
1: Wait, wait, wait! You yell at me for making a Trump (laughs) reference, and you just dug back four years ago to make a Romney reference. It
0: was just too easy with the unearth more female (laughs) talent. I mean, oh oh, wait, there's none in this hole. Let me move to the next. I mean, really? (laughs) That's what you went with? Unearth more talent.
1: (laughs) I, you know, let's move to this pick.
0: Maybe we'll find it in that mine over
1: there. Yeah. Is that how you find Formula One drivers? You, you mine them? I
0: have no do do idea. they
1: exist underground as little bitty like, Formula One moles?
0: Anyway, once again, Eccleston added that he hopes to unearth more female talent in the future, arguing that a lack of other women racing at a comparable level makes criticism of Jorda unfair. I would like to push hard, not just for Carmen, but for other people that are probably out there. You have Miss World, but it doesn't mean she is the best looking girl in the world. It means she is the best one who has been in the competition. She might na- not be the best, but she is in the competition, so we need to find out. What? Huh? Th- those are his words.
1: Oh, goodness gracious. Bernie, you pat him on his head and tell him to go sit down. Now look. If he's If this person is not in the competition, he's actually trying to say that there's a better female driver out there, but they can't get a seat.
0: I, I I think he's
1: comparing women in Formula One to a Miss World pageant.
0: Yeah, my head's gonna explode. Bernie needs to be reminded. That back in the 50s and 60s, there were several women con- competing in a wide variety of motorsports, including the Monte Carlo Rally, and doing pretty damn well.
1: Well, he's old enough he should remember.
0: No, he's old enough he's forgotten.
1: No, he's a sexist pig.
0: Well, there's that too. But he doesn't want you to remember that, because obviously he doesn't remember that, because now he wants the women in Well, the he sport. has binders
1: of women. He needs to go mining.
0: See? See how that works? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't she feel sorry for his wife?
0: She probably doesn't feel sorry.
1: As she's spending she his probably, money, he does there, not feel there sorry. There you go.
0: She, she goes and she pats him on the head and goes, I'm going shopping. Mm-hmm. And she knows the credit card will we'll clear. She's not sorry at all.
1: But she has to put up with that. I'm sorry, at some point, there's not enough money.
0: I don't know. There's an awful lot of money there. There's well, an just, awful lot of money.
1: You've just called and, Bernie Eccleston's wife a hooker, so just be careful.
0: Uh, arguably trophy wife, but, I, you know, it would not surprise me, if, especially now that the kids are grown, if they're not in the same house for more than about a week of the year. It would not surprise me.
1: Well, wasn't she at hungry? She I, was there. She was in the the. I don't know if that Maybach. was her or
0: not. There, there was certainly some blonde woman with him, but I don't know if, if that was her or not.
1: <laughs> Spreading rumors. Yes. Some woman was in the back of the Maybach with him. When he yes, I, I, speeding will, away. I will
0: agree to that, but I don't know who she was.
1: She was not introduced. No. Probably because she's in the binders of women that have not yet to be mined.
0: Well, there was also the fact, and, and again, American audiences didn't see this. It was how Bernie appeared. I think he walked up and goosed uh, um, Eddie Jordan. And that's how, you know, he just appeared in the middle of their broadcast.
1: Yeah, that was weird. Like, uncomfortably weird. Yes. Like, I'm not entirely sure I'm okay with Bernie touching Eddie's butt.
0: <laughs> I'm, like, not
1: okay with that. I don't think Eddie should be okay with that. Even as flamboyant as he is, I don't think he should be okay with that.
0: And, I, you know, I made the conscious decision not to share that video on our Facebook page because I watched it and I sat there going... I'm really not sure what the heck is going on here.
1: Well, there's that, and it was a wee bit uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. So now the the last story that I have. Did you have other stories?
1: No, I've I've interjected all my other stories into our
0: podcast. Now, this is a story that admittedly has taken a turn that is so bizarre— even the American press are talking about it it was on Trump's
1: unusual rise in the GOP nomination
0: no that that they weren't gonna go away from and you, you you're beyond your Trump limits now oh, you darn. have exceeded it remember no more than one per show <laughs> and even that's pushing it. We're beyond one now so you got to stop let them go um, But, but okay this story was actually on Saturday's weekend today they talked about
1: this no way
0: well when you talk about somebody potentially not really but or allegations that somebody was robbed by gassing them people sit up and go what and that that's what's happened here is um jensen button and uh his wife jessica as well as a group of folks, were staying in a rented villa in Saint-Tropez. While they were asleep, the house appears to have been— well, we have heard that, they, that it was ransacked, and I've also just heard that they were robbed mm-hmm. while they were asleep. Among other things that were taken was the— Massive engagement ring that belonged to Jessica and
1: two hundred and seventy thousand dollar engagement ring yeah pear shaped diamond ginormous
0: now as part of this whole thing and in the investigation when they reported it, the French police potentially hiring the world's stupidest spokesman <laughs> came out and said in, in, in their statement that, yes, th- these kinds of robberies are becoming uh, increasingly more common in the region, including uh, reports that uh, gas may be used to knock out victims, to which the world's media instantly jumped on, holy cow, Jensen Button and family were gassed in their apartment and then robbed.
1: Not quite.
0: Not quite. Not quite.
1: Um, so, according to...
0: The Royal College of Anesthesi- Anesthe- Anesthetists. An
1: anesthetist. They have debunked this idea that the F1 star was gassed. But a source told the sun newspaper Mm -hmm. that police have told so the source told the sun that police told jensen that they were convinced that burglars had gassed the house using air conditioning units jensen is convinced that's what happened too. the burglars were in the same room as him and jessica rifling through all their drawers but they weren't disturbed at all because of the effect of the gas gives burglars free reign now there were also three other people on the property who were also affected by this gas. However, the Royal College of anesthesis has poured over poured cold water over these claims, saying that such a scheme would be nearly impossible.
0: Yeah, their their initial statement, and you've got I think an updated statement, but their initial statement was that some sort, they, they couldn't rule out that some sort of agent had been used, but was highly unlikely that the group had been rendered unconscious by anesthetic gas. Um, the original statement from a, a spokesman from the college said that this would require massive amounts of gas. And when you combine that with the fact that these gases are expensive and difficult to get a hold of, they are skeptical.
1: Well, the uh, Royal College came out and said it would take a truckload of gas, and that amount would be a phenomenally expensive to obtain. And it makes you ask, why would somebody spend so much money in such an impractical method of robbery? Sure. Um, not to mention the fact that the gases themselves are pungent so that even in your sleep you would smell them. <laughs> now, they are saying that there is some sort of spat of gas attacks on wealthy celebrities on in the French Riviera. Um In 2006, uh, French footballer Patrick Vieira uh, fell victim to a similar robbery. Uh, Former Arsenal captain and his wife, Cheryl, as well as their daughter, awoke with splitting headaches and immediately knowing something was wrong. Um, The five people arrested in connection to the the theft in Nice um, later tracked down a missing 4x4 vehicle. Fashion gurus, and you'll remember these two people, Trini, Woodhall and Savannah Constantine of the British What Not to Wear. Mm-hmm. Now, they were both uh, robbed in that area also, but they were smothered with chloroform, actually pushed yeah, down. Yes, so that's a
0: little different. Um, in the camping community, uh, the BBC is reporting that there have been claims about burglars using sleeping gas. However, and this is the key thing, No one has ever appeared in court charged with gassing and stealing, and no police officer has gone on record that there is actually such a case. And the head of a security firm in San Tropez, who spoke with the BBC, says that he's never heard of an actual sleeping gas burglary, and he doesn't believe in it at all. So while it's possible, and the last we heard uh, as of last night was that toxicology, They were still waiting on a toxicology report to find out if there was any traces of an actual agent or chemical in their system. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we will hear more about it, if not from anywhere, from, you know, somewhere like the Mirror.
1: I'm sure the Mirror Because they're going
0: to be all over this.
1: Oh, yeah. It's got everything for a good tabloid story.
0: But, you know, I go back to—they were on vacation in Saint-Tropez. Not, oh, I don't know— a wretched hive of scum and villainy like Moss Eisley spaceport. This was San Tropez. There's security and all This is a nice area. And I get that that's why they go and have crime there is because that's where the money is. But still, this seems really odd in a lot of ways.
1: Well, there's obviously some crime that's happening. I mean, they've yeah. got several reports that make sense that people are... stealing how that is happening in some james bond-esque pumping a gas through the air conditioning vents to knock people out or is it just slipping a sleeping pill into everybody's food i mean maybe that's all it really is but even still it's pretty sad that he got robbed now mind you have you seen a picture of this engagement ring yeah can we discuss this okay is a five-carat
0: pear-shaped diamond ring. It's rather large. That would make it the five-carat part. Yeah. But she also has kind of long fingers, too. So she, you know, needed...
1: Is that the reason I don't have a five-carat engagement ring? (laughs) As you're staring at my ring right this second. (laughs) We need to discuss this.
0: No, because we you don't have a, a five-carat engagement ring because we can't afford a ring that costs more than our house.
1: I I, I really couldn't support our entire house sitting on my hand.
0: Yeah, see, there you go. It would be
1: more difficult. But, you know, maybe we could shoot for, you know, two.
0: I mean, the truth is, that kind of cost, Jensen really just needed to drive in two races, and, and he had the money right there. I know. So... Yeah. Could
1: you go drive in one Formula Ra- 1 race so that you can buy me a, a, a big fancy engagement ring?
0: Um, The problem is I'd need to pay for my ride, and that just kind of, you know.
1: That would wipe out the earnings? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Well, you'd have to win then.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Highly <laughs> unlikely. it <laughs> would be a little bit difficult. Yeah.
1: So you're saying no five-carat pear-shaped diamond ring for me, huh? No. Darn it.
0: Not anytime soon. <sighs>
1: I knew I was supposed to marry for love the second time around.
0: Yeah. Well, too late.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of which, happy almost anniversary.
0: Thank you. And to you.
1: (laughs) You can see how much of a sap Michael is.
0: I wasn't expecting that discussion here. Sorry.
1: Engagement rings seem to make sense.
0: Okay. All righty. So another short-ish show. You know, it seems like when we have this rig working, we end up having a shorter show.
1: Oh. So then should we not have the rig working?
0: No, I think I'd rather have the rig working properly. (laughs) Well,
1: we're getting closer and closer to spa.
0: Yeah, you know, next week is probably going to be another quiet week um maybe we'll talk about something in the test lab then but the following week we will probably start having some news as we do that ramp up to spa
1: yes spa is coming i'm ready i'm ready for some formula one did you ever post the picture of what you were doing the other night and because you were lacking a race so badly
0: no i have not
1: would you please do that okay okay
0: while I get ready to do that, you all can head over to iTunes and leave us a review.
1: And I'm going to go watch the Williams video of what they're doing on the break. Yes,
0: you should do that too. You can subscribe to us also over in Stitcher, not Spotify, Stitcher. Very good. It's important. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so
1: proud of you. You're getting it right most of the time now.
0: Like us over on Facebook. You know, I, we still haven't seen any new likes over on Facebook, and we know you're listening. We know you're out there.
1: Our listener numbers have growing. Yes. So all our new listeners, we really like you. Uh,
0: Hopefully you will stick with us through the doldrums of the summer break and you're not coming over here for something new and innovative when, you know, nobody else has anything new and innovative and you're just getting, you know, desperate. I
1: figure all the people that are starting to listen now, they're going to love us when we actually have something to talk about. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they're not listening in and loving the fact that we, you know, expand, pontificate on things that we have no information on and then they get bored when we actually have information
0: (laughs) they go somewhere where they know what they're talking about (laughs) (laughs) and on that note I think we'll call it a show